0: welcome to intrinsic motivation from a homies perspective podcast where we meet experts from all walks of life to learn their intrinsic motivation so that they can share it with the world what do we have in store today stay tuned to find out more good morning good evening good afternoon everybody out there in podcast land you are in tune to another episode of intrinsic motivation from a homie's perspective this is hamza and i am david and we have a blast from the past Uh, we actually had a really good interview with our guest today Uh, she was on a a couple of months ago and she had uh, this this incredible otherworldly experience where her kundalini was rising didn't know anything about what was happening at the time and time in the in our last podcast had run over that hour had flown by so quickly we had to have her back and talk in greater detail about how being human as a multidimensional being and how we can reach our full potential because obviously there are some uh, shortcomings if we are not realizing our full potential and if we're not realizing our whole multidimensionality Uh, Monique can be the person that can help us go in that direction. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Monique Rebel to the podcast. Welcome, Monique.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very exciting to be back and narrow down our subject a little bit because I talked about everything last time. And now we have that one topic, human as a multidimensional being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah we found that yeah. in the past if we if we don't cover a foundation then people are like well what's the credentials how are what are they talking about and how did they exactly. get to that point so you know now we, we can ha- take the kid gloves off and go all the way in as homies do yeah. so it's fantastic
1: perfect I'm ready I'm off <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yes I had that incredible experience when I was uh, in a very bad shape, I was suicidal, and, and uh, after being depressed for several months, not being able to uh, sell my artwork, basically, I've been an artist for many years, and I wasn't able to break through with my artwork. I had good shows, and I was I felt like I was respected, but I couldn't survive very well doing my art. And I had my daughter, who I was not able to be with. Anyway, it came to the point when I decided that I I don't want to live anymore. And that's when this incredible thing happened. I didn't know what it was uh, in words, but throughout the whole experience that lasted for about 20, 25 minutes, I could uh, see what was going on. I could understand it. I was with it all the time. And it was an experience that, later on, I understood as spiritual, but at the time when it was happening, I didn't have those words. (laughs) It was just happening. And while it was happening, I could see my, I could feel, I could experience my consciousness moving from one dimension into another. And as it was moving through, as I, my consciousness was moving through those dimensions, I was able to uh, explore them and understand uh, th- th- what exactly was happening. So my book is about that. It it's, it starts with me bringing me to the point of having the experience all the way from my childhood because there are some important events that happened in my childhood that uh, made me uh, behave in a certain way and do things subconsciously in a certain way that eventually those things I was doing, they attributed to to the experience. I didn't know anything about it at the time when it was happening. I was able to uh, see through it when I was analyzing the experience afterwards. So the, the dimensions that I was able to perceive actually relate to what I was able to find out later. That was before internet, so I looked in, the, in books, um, and I found out that those dimensions that I could perceive relate very well to what are the descriptions of chakras. So that uh, also gave me more information about what kind of experience it was. It was a Kundalini rising, which actually happened all the way through, completely. So as I was there, unaware of uh, of possibility of such an experience, I experienced it completely without having any previous knowledge about it. But afterwards, I compared it to what's already known on the subject, and I was able to uh, devise a system of, uh, of multidimensionality of our being. And this is not, of course, my system, but this is a system which, uh, which actually has been with us forever. But we, as we, we haven't been able yet to uh, adapt it. Or to or to apply it to our to our reality because our reality that we the way we perceive it we perceive it from a limited from our limited dimensions. So um, after I had that whole system, I was able to uh, to uh, I started to experience, uh, experiment with it, and through those experiments, I was able to see more and more uh, exactly how we are actually <laughs> existing on many of those dimensions uh, uh, as we are today in, in, in life, but we are not aware of it, so therefore I find it so important that we finally begin to apply the knowledge, the knowledge from thousands of years ago because in ancient India people knew well about Kundalini rising experience. Kundalini is a Sanskrit word. The whole subtle body which is chakras and Kundalini, that Sanskrit so people knew about it, but for for as many other um, um, as knowledge about those things is so um, has been sacred for has been sacred forever, but it also has been hidden, so only special castes of people were able to to get into it and of course. That's Many religions they grab the power and run with it, and <laughs> and uh, a regular human being has not doesn't always have access to these incredible secrets that we could that everybody, everyone could uh, learn and reach much higher potential than, than than what we are doing with our lives today. It's it's amazing how when I'm thinking about life, how it could have how it was maybe 200 years ago, there were areas when when uh, people were living terribly, and then there were areas, small areas, where people were living living great lives. Now we are we have the media, we have internet, we have all that that makes us understand how much of uh, suffering is going on, and how much each of us is going through. And we don't really – we can do much better than that. We can do much better than, than just, uh, just uh, accepting uh, black and white, good and bad, uh, heaven and hell, because those that, – that division – Duality is not something that will that is actually getting us anywhere. We're just simply so many people, so many billions of people are are suffering today, and we have this great technology, right? We have all these great scientific knowledge, but it doesn't help the man to. To, it doesn't improve the man. It improves the technology. It improves the science, but doesn't improve the man. Doesn't make him suffer less. That I think. Does not make him a better being? And this is where the whole thing about about the, our multi multidimensionality comes in. This is not uh, just. Um, something that should be considered an uh, uh, unreachable power of God. Like we learn through our Western religions that God is not to be reached, that it's something that we have to pray to and we are on the mercy uh, the mercy of, or God doesn't exist at all. Or we have some kind of glimpses of of something, but we don't know what it is. Well, each of us can, through specific practices, just like the old yogis were telling us, we can reach those dimensions that normally seem inaccessible and we can train the lower dimensions, the lower chakras, in order to be able to get our individual unit of consciousness, the kundalini energy that's resting at the bottom of the spine. This is what powers our, our lives, that, that power in the hip. It's, it's right there at the bottom of the spine. And that incredible power that we have is used in mostly those first three chakras that's where it that's that's its influence and now the what, upper one, make, yeah
0: before you go further when you I just want to get clarification when you're talking about the relationship with going through the multi dimensions and the chakras and from a color standpoint, so there's schools of thought that are looking at the chakras through a color scheme, which is a Roy G. Bibb, yeah. which is red. Right. Are you also coordinating the chakras in that manner as well? well yeah.
1: What I do, I'm using my experience as the uh, as the springboard for all of all of what I uh, teach. But in some instances, I was able to find uh, <clears throat> identi- it's, it's identical with what's already known. For example, uh, I did uh, I did perceive uh, when my when when my consciousness was going through the fourth chakra, which is love, the dimension of love that exists all the time. There, it's always there. When my consciousness was going through that, that chakra, I could see colors. I could see very beautiful, translucent pinks and greens. And then when, when, my, when my consciousness was going through the fifth chakra, it started Wait, with a very yes
0: before you go to the fifth uh, I want to uh, step back for two seconds and, and yeah. then I'll let you go because I think we're sure. we're gonna we're gonna be on the same page but I just want to do it for our audience and so when you're talking about the seeing green it makes sense uh, with the color scheme with the Roy G Biv uh, G would mm-hmm. actually be the fourth chakra which would be green and if you're saying we're dominated by the first three dimensions the first three colors of the chakra would be uh, Roy which is red orange and yellow and so you would mm-hmm. see a lot of red orange and yellow in our daily lives like for fast food or you know you're just driving through the store or I mean we're even hosting this on many social media platforms but YouTube is dominantly red so you're seeing these remnants of us being dominated by the first three dimensions are you following on that level
1: um not really. I'm not seeing, I'm not, uh, uh, it's kind of, in a way, it's, it's kind of going back and forth. It's like I had, if you have the experience, then you backtrack it to, uh, to, um, to the point where you can explain it. And in the same way, if we look in the, on the outside, because the experience is all inside. Right. This is an inner, inner experience. It's the depth of our being from the inside. So, whatever we see outside, uh, we can adapt what we see to a certain to a certain system. But uh, you can use all kinds of structures to to understand why things are green or why they are red you know what i mean i mean why did youtube have uh why does it have a red (laughs) red uh uh, background there right with the the logo right or or whatever other things they they are yeah they do they do uh i those colors they do speak to us on the level of the chakras, but everything depends on where your consciousness is at that moment. You see what I mean? Yeah. It's that that when uh, because when when we are uh, when when our consciousness is is uh, is concentrated around the first three chakras, even if we know some kind of theory about, about, um, uh, about colors and relationship of colors to specific chakras, we're still, uh, we're still not experiencing the, uh, the Kundalini rising, right? We're just, right. we're, just, we're just having some knowledge about it. So that knowledge is from the third chakra, from the mind. Um, we observe with, with the physical body, with the eye. It's translated through brain. To, um, to the mind, to the third chakra, and we understand it somehow. That's still that vicious cycle of samsara that we, are, that we are in. We have to get out of that and reach to the fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh. And in the sixth, those subtle bodies are visible. Mm-hmm. So the pictures that we have of the chakras right and the colors of them those are the images that were uh, received by the, by by people whose consciousness was at that moment in the third eye in the sixth chakra if you know what i mean you see right. what i mean
0: and I think- I do. And that's, that's why I was asking about, you know, the obviously, it was just a school of thought. But mm-hmm. one of the trending videos on YouTube this week is uh, Elon Musk. And you know, he's the owner of Tesla and SpaceX and all this other sure, stuff. Sure. And, and not only uh, Elon, but you have a lot of people doing TED talks and such about yeah, limiting their limiting their exposure to social media, because it is really addressing th- uh, lower energies. And so if they're getting if there's a conversation to step away from it then potentially as you're saying I mean like when this happened to you you didn't have access to uh, social media and the internet and all that and so people are pretty much locked in I mean you, you have people that are spending four or five six hours a day on these lower forms of communication and based off of what you're saying Is they may not be work those people are actually could be potentially stuck and they're not able to access these other higher level chakras
1: exactly the whole uh, that's the whole point it's like I I actually also have been uh, watching and listening to interviews with uh, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and people who are really shaking it up out there and these people are brilliant Mainly, their third chakra is is very well developed. So they are able to find solutions for problems very quickly. All the problems that are on that level of uh, material world, and even, you know, traveling into space and Mars and, and whatnot, but... The man who is not, who does not have tools to reach inwards is a poor man. No matter what he has outside, if the inside is unknown, if his own inside is unknown to him, he's not going to succeed. Even if we go to Mars, (laughs) doesn't mean that we will succeed because the success is only inwards. And once we have that knowledge that through, through training the lower chakras, just the same way as the old yogis from India were teaching, like the spiritual masters were teaching, we're teaching on even contemporary spiritual masters it's all it's all coming from the inside because we are that incredible mystery that is it's possible to experience that mystery firsthand without having to look outside for it through Social media, or through anything that's outside, it's within us. So th- those dimensions that we can reach from within will help us in understanding and living the life as material beings. Right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so and
1: that's yeah
0: since you you have a relationship with your multi-dimensional being i was just wondering uh, the relationship you kind of you may be la- you may laugh now but you know you were going through a, a huge dark night of the soul when this happened and a lot of people that we've spoken with you know either through a near-death experience or there was just something that would be you know interpreted as catastrophic where they had no control. And because they had no control, they were able to access this. And since you have this relationship with your multidimensional being now, what's an easier way to access it versus going through trauma?
1: Exactly, exactly. That's an awesome question. This is very important to know, because some of us have those experiences those very powerful experiences, catastrophic experiences. But Everyone has a subtle body. And everyone has Kundalini because that's your consciousness. So as we learn of the structure of the subtle body, we realize that Kundalini is kundalini that individual unit of consciousness that we all, that we all are, is residing at the bottom of the spine. And that's in between the first and the second chakra. So it influences our, our material, emotional, and mental world. And therefore, those worlds we are simply uh, addicted to. We, we can't live without them, right? We can't live without our physical being. We can't live without how to separate from emotions. Most people think that they are emotions and they are their story because we identify with those three dimensions as if it was really the I. This is who I am. I am this and this name. I live under this and this address i uh, now i I broke my foot you know i have I have three children, and so on. This is the identity that we understand as who we are, but the truth is we are we are an extremely powerful spirit, each of us is, and in order to uh Understand that and live that that energy from the bottom of the spine has to have a chance, and it wants to it it yearns to go up and exit through the crown chakra and unite with the whole with all that is, so we realize that we are we are so much. We are so powerful, but we but we have to break through those uh, those uh, first those first three first second and the third chakra. The first chakra is the physical being. So optimal optimal uh, uh, practice for that is of course keeping your body healthy. The best is to do yoga or do any kind of. exercise that gives us oxygen you know, allows more oxygen into our system and eat well and keep healthy but the second one is where the mo- most congestion is the second chakra all these emotions that we go through we accept them as our truth but <laughs> But there are all these worlds that's why the title of the last part of my book is the seven worlds one truth the truth is one and that that we each of us is a free completely free being we accept we take on the physical the physical being and we go through the soul the soul which which appears in the sixth chakra we, uh, we're just going through those, through those challenges, trials and tribulations of our lives in order to reach that complete sense of freedom. And that happens only when, when that energy will go up and exit through the, uh, the crown chakra, and it has to go through each of, of the chakras, have to go through each of those dimensions. So the practices are different for each of the dimensions. Like the first, the, the material will be, will be having, will be, the goal will be to have the physical body healthy. The second one is to, to be able to, um, practice the practice nothingness practice the neutral state of emotional being that is something already known from times of buddha and uh, and many spiritual masters have been talking about that that state of neutral uh, neutral emotional uh, state is achieved through practices, and a lot of them are practices that are combined with meditation. But I teach something more specific, something that allows you to see that you are not your emotion. So um, that's one of the ways, and that I found that that's for me, and uh, from what I understand, that's the that's the uh, essential step one of the first steps on on the path to allowing your kundalini to go through those congested chakras through those emotions that we experience so many of them especially when we are more sensitive, right? So more sensitive people experience more more emotions and then they are more more influenced by them and and uh, could get More depressed and could get all kinds of uh, um, ideas because of that. And the mind, the third chakra, is creating all those thoughts that we think that are real. This is all real. I mean, for sure. I now I know my address. I I know where I live, and I know the house, and I know I have to pay my mortgage, and all that. So it's very real but the truth is that from the pure being viewpoint none of it is real the real is only your consciousness and it's only real when it's it's completely connected with everything else and as we are the reason we are not connected with everything else is because especially those two chakras the uh, emotional and the mental are very congested. So meditation, of course, it's great news that it's everywhere and everybody is trying and it's awesome. Yoga, meditation, and when I specifically, I stress on those two chakras, the emotional and the mental, because once those are cleared, and it's a process of getting them clear and there are several different things one needs to do. And one of them is, for example, for the um, uh, mind, for, for clearing out that space um, that, that the thoughts are not cluttering our, our mind, but that they are being uh, cleared out and resolved. And we, can, and we can tackle any problem because mind is very good. It, it can think much better than a computer, but it's limited to its dimension. So if we can get those chakras cleared up and we can practice, cultivate the upper ones, which is, again, another form of, uh, of uh, practice, exercise, to, to tap into those dimensions, but so many of us are tapping into them just anyway, right? You guys, if you have psychic abilities, you're tapping into the fifth dimension just like that. You're able to. And there are ways for everyone to get closer to those upper uh, dimensions, to their... to their. Uh, to the qualities, through through different practices. Music is a way to get into the fifth chakra, and visual art is the way to get into the sixth chakra, for example. And then we're talking about the seventh. Then it is a way of thinking, but not thinking through the mind, because mind, the third chakra is always reaching for a result. So it always has a goal. And that's the mind that's, that's limited to, uh, to its linear uh, function. So it's going after a goal, after a goal that, that's, that, that it can, uh, tangible, more tangible goal, even if it's uh, theoretical. But there is the seventh chakra is the witnessing, discerning intellect. And that's something that nobody is learning in schools, right? We don't know anything about that. Right? Who who knows about an intellect when when so many wrongly spiritual teachers are talking no, no, don't think no intellect But there is, I I write in my book, I make a specific difference in the definition of those two words, because mind and the mental stuff belongs to the third dimension, while pure intellect is the seventh dimension, is the observing witness, discerning, not something that reacts on fear, and decides to grab a gun <laughs> but it's something it's it's our our higher mind it's our it's our being on that philosophical level like the sages for you know thousands of years there were these great sages they were always talking from the seventh chakra all Buddha's sayings that are recorded it's all seventh chakra it's the pure intellect so i don't know if i answered that question of those of how each person can reach that kind of uh state of being because it's it, it's it can take time but not for everybody because each each one everyone has different predispositions right if you have a predisposition towards uh visual art it's it's uh, immediately known that your sixth chakra your third eye you can you can develop that easily so uh if we know that each of us has that ability to tap into the upper dimensions of consciousness and train the lower dimension then uh we are already a huge step forward in our evolution and the reason i can talk about it is because during my experience i was able to perceive how the second chakra how i how i how I found myself in the space of nothingness, emotionally. I was able to reach that space. But I I practiced that for years before because my life was so difficult. I had so many uh, very, very uh, big emotional issues to deal with that I couldn't get rid of. And I had to be able to control them somehow to be able to function. And I think I'm not the only one who is going through, who who, who goes in their lives lives through a similar experience when, for example, depression is getting a hold of of us and we can't get away from it. And the whole, all of life seems to be dark and horrible and sad and we see sadness everywhere. And that's a congested second chakra. And if we know that we can train it right we can we can train that second chakra because we have the power we don't second chakra is just a part of the subtle body but we are the free free uh, unit of consciousness that created that body and created the, the, the subtle body as well because we've created ourselves we are God. We are God. So, to understand that, <laughs> has to do a little bit of a little bit of uh, of uh, um, uh, getting into that whole system, you know, the subtle body system. Because yeah. Kundalini is is free to go. <laughs> it just needs so to have those
0: yeah. Yeah. I-, I wanted to ask you something. So kundalini, I've been experiencing it like my entire life. When I was young, I didn't have any words or terminology. I didn't know, you know, what kundalini was. It wasn't until right. later as an adult or someone, you know, kind of explained to me, I'm like, oh, yes, then I could go back in my childhood and, and remember times that mostly had was associated with um, playing sports, athletics. Mm-hmm. So once you had this experience, and it sounded like it was a very actually very you know profound strong experience. Did it remind you when you could you go back in your life and childhood and see, say, oh you know what that's what was going on my kundalini where I was experiencing it maybe on a smaller or less scale, but at some you know some kind of experience.
1: Yeah, and yeah you yeah absolutely strong kundalini causes a very powerful um physical energy um and uh and so understandably if you had some experiences like that they are they are uh, they are a sign of uh of a kundalini awakening and 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 pushing you forward <laughs> but as far as my experiences I had an incredible experience when I was 16. I was living in Warsaw, and I was already a painter. I was already painting in oils, and I lived in the center of Warsaw. Only 15 minutes from my house, there was a very good library, and I was interested in learning a history of philosophy. I already knew, I was already studying a history of art, but I was interested, very interested, in, in finding out about the history of philosophy because we didn't have that in school. And as I went to the library, um, a librarian helped me to pick a book because I didn't know when philosophy started, <laughs> when when humans started to be philosophical, <laughs> and I, I was given these two huge, uh, two huge. Uh, uh, volumes of Indian philosophy written by the way by the second uh, president of India it was I think written in the 50s so who was uh, a, a philosopher himself so he uh, so that book I started to read it and I it was very you know academic and I couldn't get into it very well because it had a lot of names, words I didn't understand but it also had pictures of original Sanskrit texts with translation on the other side. So I I think it was a translation into Polish because that book was in Polish. So it had one page, it had Sanskrit verses of... uh, of Vedas and I—that was the first time I ever—I was ever uh, introduced to it. But I—I I couldn't focus on on the the, the the historic text with a lot of different names and and all that. It was too difficult for me. But I suddenly started to read that poetry, and I and I read one verse, and in this verse was description of. Of the of Atman, and I remember that word I, I I could easily pronounce Atman, which was the individual soul that was meeting was was connecting with Brahman, which was the everything that the un, the, the, the one that moves everything and is unmovable. This is the words that I read in uh, in that verse. And as I read it, for the first time ever in my life, I never had anything to do with with, with history of India or nothing. I read the, those verses and something happened inside of me. I started to feel this incredible surge of energy going through me. And I, I realized that it's, it's just this, this I, I was getting it. Suddenly I was, i not only understanding it, but it was filling me up with with joy and excitement. And I felt so energized that I couldn't contain myself. I had to get out of that. I had to put the books back on the shelf and run out of the library. It was on the second floor. And as I was running down the stairs, I, I didn't use the stairs. I was flying down. And I couldn't believe it because it was always, I was a little bit of a tomboy in school, and I was 16 then, and I always wanted to, to uh, be able to, to, do the, to, to do the staircase like the boys did, you know, just jump over it. And I, and I never tried that. But this time, without trying, I was doing it myself. I was holding on the left to the rail, and I was flying down the stairs. And at the same time, something incredible was going on because I could see the wall of the staircase on the right. I could see it in slow motion. I could see every little detail on the On the wall, little scratches in the paint, little bumps, little old paint coming through. I'd never seen those details before, even though I was in that library. I've been frequenting that library from time to time. But this was something that I could not understand because I was flying fast. And at the same time, I was watching this wall being just about... Three inches away from my eyes, and I could see see every detail on it. And then, boom! I found myself down on the on the uh, ground floor. I opened the door, and I could see the world outside. Very busy. Warsaw is a busy city, and there were cars everywhere. It was close to a to a big intersection. And I was just standing there in this open door and not knowing what to do because I was so blown away with my experience, and then I realized that I don't even i i i I didn't figure out what I was going to do, but my feet were going themselves i was I was flying, I was hovering over the the sidewalk. I wasn't even touching the ground, I was just flying. Just right above it. And I couldn't stop. And then I got scared because I was coming to, I was getting close to the intersection, the very busy intersection. I was like, oh my God, if the light is red, if the light was red, what am I going to do? I can't stop. But right then, right at the edge of the intersection, my feet stopped gently. And I still didn't feel my weight. I, I was lying like a feather. And then the light changed to green, and I just floated over to the other side of the street and As I was getting closer to the to the other side of the street, I started to feel my weight again slowly, I was coming back to uh to my body uh feeling feeling my body, and it was clumsy and 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 difficult at first, and I was very. Uh, it wasn't that much fun. I I felt that that experience of of floating, hovering over the sidewalk, being being light like a feather. It was that was awesome, but then when I was getting back into into my body, it started to feel. I started to feel really clumsy, but then within a few next few seconds or, or so. I was back in, and I was, and I was just walking and looking around, and I felt like I came back from a, from a space. <laughs> I was on a spaceship, and and I landed back down in my, in my uh, ordinary world, where I could see the, the uh, street, um, uh, the, 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 the the stores and and the, the displays and the windows that I knew so well, and and it all became normal again so that was my experience i never could tell anybody about it either because if i talked to anybody i knew they would think that i was completely crazy so yeah i did have <laughs> i did have one i had several little experiences all along and the second was i also write about it in my book and that one was about uh uh, starting my new series of paintings, which I'm still doing till this day. That was in 1988, when I didn't have also any any, uh, um, there was the trigger was, uh, was just working on the painting, I was just working on a painting that I gave a title to first, because I didn't have a studio before. I that was just after I got to Los Angeles. I didn't have a, a studio space. I wrote down several titles of of paintings and one of them was Understanding Understatement. <laughs> and I guess like, I started to imagine it. I imagined it in a certain way and started to make those straight lines and and uh they were crossing each other and then I uh put some shading coming out of those lines, and I was working on it, and it looked like, um, just like my paintings look today, but it looked like something I've never you know, never uh, seen before, but that even that didn't matter. What mattered is that as I was looking at it, boom, suddenly I found myself completely... <sighs> in a different, in a different space, it was a different dimension. And that was what I know now, like the one before uh, when I was uh, in the library in Warsaw, when I was 16, that was my, my Kundalini came up to the third chakra and was lighting it up. It was like, it was, that's all yellow color. (laughs) That's bright, bright sun, that's when I felt uh, that incredible power uh, within me exploding. That was the third chakra. But at the time when I was working on my painting in Los Angeles in 1988, that was um, – I visited the one of the realms of the sixth chakra because sixth chakra is, is – <laughs> has a lot of different things going. One of them, one level shortly before uh, reaching the seventh chakra is, uh, is the um, perception of abstraction, abstract dimension. And people like Ramana Maharshi talk about it. In um, in uh, uh, some of their his dialogues uh, with uh, with his disciples and and uh, people who were coming to visit him, he talks about that abstract dimension as uh, a step on in uh, in the travel of Kundalini, although he doesn't call it that way, towards the uh, the spiritual enlightenment. So you, you you pass through that dimension of abstraction, which is. As I saw it, simply um, you see that (laughs) there are thoughts, thoughts are becoming concepts. And as they become concepts, they, they become more and more and more concepts until some of them Realize materially materialized while others are still staying as concepts, and also that same that same um, description in a way is known in Christianity as the universal mind, and that's something that that uh, um, can be compared to uh um, well, it's also the universal mind, it's all uh, attributed to, to God, and then there is a God and a human that's powerless. But from what I know, my certainty is that uh, we are not powerless. We are able to reach those dimensions, and we are able to um, uh, to uh, go through those, uh, those stages and perceive them and understand them completely so the sixth chakra before before um it's after the soul realizes already because that the sixth chakra has so many different different uh, different levels and then when when it goes when the concept the concepts become just singular thoughts and then we find uh through self-inquiry we find where these thoughts are coming from these are not anymore kind of our thoughts from the third from the third uh uh, chakra from the mind but these are these are the the truth the uh, sacred truth of uh of enlightened state, and there is one thing that I wanted to mention that I don't want to forget about, is that all that knowledge is mundane and could be understood as maybe as science or certain theory up to the third dimension. And once we break through the third dimension and and um, find ourselves in the heart, in the dimension of love, then the sacred realms begin. So everything above the third chakra is sacred. So uh no science can't reach it without going through <laughs> uh, breaking through its own mind if you know what I mean <laughs> which is something that that uh that is an a, a true um true happening when your when your consciousness goes through this third chakra. That's when the thoughts uh um get resolved, all the thoughts that we've had our whole life, they get resolved. And to reach that resolution, we have to practice. And, of course, meditation is one of the basic practices, but um, I uh, help mm, people to uh, get through that congested third dimension by uh, learning to focus, which is essential if we have to learn to focus. And that's why, you know, that's why the social media is so difficult, because every few seconds there is another image, another message, and i i mean how easy easy it is to be constantly distracted right mm-hmm. yeah i'm talking and talking maybe you have no questions for me
0: yeah. no you, you had a stream of consciousness and you're so passionate it's like <laughs> the hour has flown by again <laughs> but yeah, i liked That's how so you awesome. ended it because i wanted to talk about you know the layman that is you know starting out with yoga and doing some meditations Uh, what are some other things that the regular now does the regular person have to start doing the yoga and meditation on their own before they get in touch with you what's the protocol to uh, clear up those first three chakras
1: Uh, well everyone each of us has a little different predispositions if you have a healthy body and um, you're you're physically uh, you're physically well and um you feel good normally uh, then of course there is no additional uh, uh strong need for for uh physical practices but they're always beneficial but the uh the second and third that's something that's that's that most of us have problem with, most of us, and those exercises we can do, we can start right off the bat. But um, there is work to do, which uh, which you have to do on your own. On the I uh, I uh, give suggestions, kind of do ho- homework, you know, <laughs> and uh, and it's the uh, the process of. As mm, uh, so I was already mentioning before, working on the emotion on your emotions, so you can reach that state of emptiness and uh, be able to uh, extend it, because it's very hard to extend it to longer longer uh, period of time. At first, it's just mere seconds. So if you can find it and hold it it's very difficult yeah. but for that the the whole uh the whole um process of know thyself is necessary and that's something that uh I lead through also so it's something that that um <laughs> it means that you just have to know yourself so many of us think of ourselves from what others think think about us or from where we are in life and and so on like who who we are there are two stages to uh to uh, self-inquiry first one is the third uh the third dimension know about yourself who are you and think about yourself we often just skip that part altogether <laughs> because we're so busy, busy serving others with our jobs, or, uh, or simply we don't even want to bother with that because we think that there are too many problems to think about. So we just turn on TV and, and uh, get more of garbage <laughs> into our consciousness, into our third, uh, third dimension, third chakra. But the thing is to do the opposite, to look inwards and find out who you are and it's simple it's simple because it deals with tangible knowledge and uh looking back you know through our childhood and uh just uh understanding our our where we are in the in the world today that's the first part of self inquiry and it's to know thyself and the second part is going into that more uh, uh, of more of pure intellect, discerning, witnessing. And uh, the thing is that some of us can can uh, have have the ability, are predisposed to have some of the upper chakras open, but many of us never had them open, but it doesn't mean that we can't open them we can if we cultivate them so so in that way this is a very uh customized <laughs> um a program but there are essential essential uh there's essential structures of the program that i teach that has to do with with uh first an overview of the subtle body and the nature of kundalini nature of our consciousness and then uh then working on from bottom up towards the 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 top chakra and after that when that when when we know that we are well aligned <laughs> um and uh and upper chakras are are is something that we can actually personally relate to, and the lower, and we have enough of control over our mind and control over our emotions, not uh, dismissing them but understanding them. So we're able to to uh, get away from their influence at any moment. Then, then it's time to actually trigger kundalini. But that's not something I am. Uh, I am at this point even um, teaching because this is something that, that can be taught only after the, the, the dimensions are visible to us for what they are. That is, our individual being knows about them and is able to, uh, to tap into them and it's able to control the first the the second and the third and of course you know the the, the yogis were trying, were control controlling the body too so it goes very far into into uh, of an art of of controlling controlling body but it's not necessary we don't have to be uh, we don't have to be a uh, uh, very very uh extreme yogi in order to have kundalini rising the pro the point is that 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 the kundalini has to have free way up so freeing that way is through cultivating the the, the second and the third chakra assuming this the first one is being cultivated and we're healthy and then uh cultivating the 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 upper ones so learning about them so it all starts from learning about it and then practicing it and that's seeing actually, the results
0: absolutely and that's mm. actually a good way to uh, end it right there we are at the top of the hour uh david did awesome. you have any other questions um I, man we covered a lot <laughs> i think that's always good it was when we so have
1: understandable was it all it clear?
0: was and, and that's We like having uh, people like you on where it's a stream of consciousness and when you have that stream of consciousness you pretty much answer and go in the direction that we want to go anyway so it is that law of allowing and I will say just to the listeners uh, one cheat code that you could use is to set your alarm clock at least 15 minutes earlier than usual and then that way you could still just sit in the bed and, and think about Uh, the real world since when you open your eyes you are in this transitory as Monique said the illusionary world Uh, just spend some time in your own thoughts before you start thinking about making the coffee and getting into your third dimension Uh, that is one way to start cultivating those lower chakras and then you can get in touch with Monique once she gives us her website and how to get in touch with her and buy her book as well
1: sure so uh, my website address is uh, wwwmoniquerebel.com m o n i q u e r e b e l l e one word dot com I know I sim- I recently turned into a I- – I got a new program and I'm not sure if uh if it's working well signing up but if it does if you don't receive um An email after you signed up to my website, just uh, shoot me an email. You can uh, you can uh, shoot me just the contact uh, through the through the uh, um, menu with contact. Just contact will be will be good enough. And my book, uh, my book is on Amazon. It's the title of my book is Transcendence Calling. The Power of Kundalini Rising and Spiritual Enlightenment. And it's on Amazon. It's it's in uh, Barnes & Noble. It's in some bookstores locally here, too. I'm just getting it out to the bookstores now. And it's in Bodhi Tree, I think. I think I just uh, got it there. So that's that. I'd love to... Uh, to uh, talk to you guys who want to uh learn more there is so much more i tried my best to say as much as i could and talked as much as,
0: <laughs> as, much as i could
1: but there is no way to cover to cover these this great information and 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 help uh so quickly i hope mm-hmm. that uh, we'll be able to do some more of these meetings oh
0: absolutely it's yeah. always a joy trying to fit in an infinite amount of knowledge in 60 minutes. It's just, oh, sure. <laughs> that's oh, the sure. joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've exactly. just been in tune to another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. This is Hamza. And I am David. And Monique, again, it was a pleasure. If only I can I can listen to you say kundalini all day. It's just the way you say it is different. I love hearing it. Uh let's definitely <laughs> stay in touch and uh it was a pleasure speaking with you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you guys. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another episode of Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective podcast. Please check us out on our website at intrinsicmotivation.life where you can click on the speak pipe button and leave any suggestions for a future podcasts that you'd like us to cover. Also check us out on our social media sites. We have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, iTunes podcast in addition to Stitcher and Google Play, all under Intrinsic Motivation from a Homie's Perspective. Check you out next time. Have a great day.